Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at Fidelity.com baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. It's, uh, oh, wait, wait. Live from Lavalette and Denver, it's John Moore and Jake Radio. That's the new intro. What happened to your voice in the John Boy and Jake there? John Boy and Jake Radio. That was weird. Your voice went inward a little bit. All right. It's inward singing. Kind of, yeah. Tenacious D doesn't get enough love as it should. That's why we're here. (laughs) <laughs> that is the that is the point of the show. What's up, everyone? It's Friday morning, kind of. It's kind of later. Uh, I was up late again, and I'll explain why when we get to it. Okay, but Jake, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right, man. I'm uh, I'm rearing to go. We uh, I don't know. We the weekend lies ahead, and I I don't know what lies ahead in it, James. Oh wow. The weekend lies ahead, and I don't know what lies ahead in it. Yeah. I mean, just going to be a lot of baseball, but. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going it. to the Rockies game? <clears throat> I think so. I don't know. Nice. They had a replay yesterday versus Phillies. I was going to do a broadcast wars. I, I, I got both the Phillies broadcasters, like how they handled the replay situation, and the Rockies. Sure. They both handled it pretty fine because it was pretty. It was kind of close, actually, but both. I was hoping one would be on the opposite side. Like, I think they're going to do this, and I think they're going to, you know what I mean? Trying to uh, you can't it. be hoping for that if you want to rank them, Jim. Well, I'm not even going to post this one because it didn't. And that's fine. But they, I think when you, if you're making a ranking, we, we can't go into the NCAA world here. We can't have our biases and hopes. We got to see, see Team A, Team B, Team C, and view them on a neutral palette. Well, that's what I did. But I'm only going to post if there's a difference in opinion in broadcast. Otherwise, it's uninteresting. Right. So, I'm glad. So I listened to both. And I mean, there's like slight difference where the Phillies broadcast is saying, I really don't think they can overturn this. That's pretty close. They're trying to be like soft with their audience, you know? Right. And the Rockies are like, there's no way they overturn this. Right. It's interesting, but it's not enough to post it. But there's these shots of Joe West running to the replay thing and away because he's the crew chief. Sure. And he's just such a blob running. Yeah. That now I've uh, I've come up with the idea to go find all the replays that Joe West has been part of in the last season Ooh. and make a super cut of Joe West running, just like a Yikes. minute of him running. Yeah, it's something... 
people, I mean, you're going to poo poo that, but people would laugh at that. That's funny. I'm, I'm not poo pooing that. I'm, I'm poo pooing <laughs> the fact that you're lining that up as something to do today. I'm a content. I, I don't. A content I think you're creator. the only person in the world that has ever had that on their to do list. That's why. That's why I do what I do. I'm content I creator, know. man. I know, babe. I know. I'm with you. Once you see the shot of him running, you're gonna be like, "Oh, I get it now." Oh yeah. I mean, I. Oh yeah. I. I, I get it. I'm excited for you. I was. He yeah, basically I runs I in place. You, big daddy. And uh, I, I figured something out yesterday, which we're already way too heavy baseball, especially talking deep tracks broadcasts. But um, I figured out why Joe West is a good ump yesterday. Why is that? So he's a bad ump, but um, Arenado made a really nice play. Um, you probably saw it. It, it was it was around uh, just classic Arenado, like ended up in foul tor- territory, throws a bullet. Ball actually took a weird hop on him, so it was a really nice play, IMO. Um, and what Joe West is good at, because he was the first base ump, Arenado makes this crazy play, throws it across the diamond, beats the runner by a step, and Joe West gives the casual, like he gives a head nod and then calls the runner out. Like Nice play. Yeah, he, he, he wants everyone in the stadium to acknowledge that that was a nice play. You're out, son. Um, that's good. So I like that. That's um, that's umpiring. That's umpiring three hundred one. That's not, not um- taught in the one hundred one in classes. Yeah, Joe West is here to tell you that not only did you get him out, but nice play, son. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so my videos are starting to go viral on like the YouTube world, and YouTube is recommending them to people, Jake. Nice. And um, I'm pretty good at ignoring the nonsense on Twitter now because it's been three, four years, three years. Sure. YouTube's wild. Oh, yeah. So this guy, I woke up to all these comments. I wish I could find it. And I, uh, I've i been an asshole on YouTube. Sure. Because I feel like everyone's an asshole on YouTube. So I was like, all right, I'm going to be an asshole. This guy commented. Um, just what I was looking for. Another amateur with about as much knowledge on the game as every drunk fuck sports bar patron. How the mm. fuck does this shit make it to my recommended page? If I mm. want to hear shit like this, I can go hang out at the local pub and spend 15 minutes wanting to jam a fucking pencil into my eardrums. Sure. Dear YouTube, stop recommending bullshit videos by dumbass wannabes. Thanks. Nice. So that was, yeah, I had to reply. Like right. That was calling my name. And I said, you just sit around watching the recommended videos on YouTube. You should probably hit up that pub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe throw the pencil up the nose, too. Like, I don't know if life's going to get better for you, man. You should just, you know, go to that bar you're talking about. <laughs> just looking to be mad. Oh, yeah, man. And this That's old his ma- outlet. That's his Rocket League. Yeah. This old man came up came in i don't know if he's old man but he he just started throwing the like this millennials you guys are millennials and at the end he's like you millennials think you know anything i was like says the guy scanning youtube leaving comments telling people they're wrong right (laughs) he's he's doing his job yeah the youtube world's wild place most 85 percent of the people are posting nice comments so whatever also baseball bros took that video and put it on facebook jake Nice. And it has like thousands and that sucks for us because we should be the ones that have 
the thousands. So I need to fucking figure out Facebook. There you go. I haven't been putting the breakdowns on Facebook because I hate it so much. But that seems like a really dumb situation by me. Talking it out. Doesn't doesn't pay to be dumb. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Jackass. Right. <laughs> Big life lesson there. That's the song from Jackass. Jack, Johnny Knoxville's yeah. cousin. What's his name? I had that song stuck in my head the other day. Because it's really sad. I lit my soul with rock gut whiskey. <laughs> till my brain was tricking fried. <laughs> You ready for the news? Think so. How's no? No, no. Rank our days. My not day at all. Okay, my day was not good yesterday. I woke up late. We did the show late. I was overtired, and then the day just—I just had too much to do, and I didn't know what order to do them in, and I didn't have enough time because I woke up so late. And then, like the pregame show snuck up on me. My day was a five out of ten yesterday. Oh, just five on the nose. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think what what was the highlight of my day yesterday. Tough, tough skanks loss. Um, I got dressed to work out, but didn't get didn't work out because I got caught up doing things. That counts. Um, what's that? That counts. Counts for what though? Working out. No, no, it doesn't. Um, you put the war paint on. No, it's the. Uh, I'm still wearing it, as you can see. So I, I mean, it's basically it was just an investment yesterday. Now to go work out today, yeah, is what it turned in. What it you're turned ready. into. Um, but yeah, for yesterday, not not so great. Um, I got to bed kind of earlier than I normally do, which which is somewhat of a win. Um, four eight. Wow, I I I wanted. I had other things I wanted to talk about on the pre-show before we go into sports and stuff, but I feel like I took up too much time on all the other stuff, which I didn't plan on talking about. So I'm gonna you got rolling. I'm gonna you push it. Rolling. I'm gonna push it to halftime. All right. All right. Oh. The Yankees lost a hangover game to the Royals. Domingo Herman went six innings pitched, three earned runs. They brought in Holder, which didn't make sense, and the bats went awfully quiet. They got put to sleep by Homer Bailey and Dick Lovelady. Mm. Yankees also dropped Kate Smith's God Bless America officially because of her troubled past with racist songs, including the song That's Why God Made Darkies. Pretty... Pretty terrible. Pretty like another glaring reminder that the world used to be so incredibly racist and still somewhat is. Uh, the Mets had an off day, so they didn't lose. The St. John's are close to hiring Arkansas coast coach Anderson. What's his first name? Because that means he's the third man for the job because they wanted. Um, I think he's the fourth man for the job. It's, it's uh, Mike Anderson. Mike Anderson. Yeah. So Clues yeah. turned him down. Hurley turned him down, and someone else you're thinking. So St. John's, uh, yeah, got- the the Illinois Chicago guy that had the uh, the run a couple years ago. Nice St. John's and get M- Mullen kind of ta- turned him down too. St. John's gets their man, and the yeah. Sixers beat the Nets in Brooklyn without Embiid. Boom, 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 boom. Got our guy. Got our guy. And Jake, we talked about Kate Smith getting dropped. 
Yeah. You gave your rendition of God Bless America. You auditioned. Yeah. I wish I had that queued up so I can play it for the people. It was good. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I am needed. I'm going to provide what's needed. And right now the Yankees need a seventh inning, one-minute version of God Bless America. And I provided them with that. Uh, so when, when they're ready to talk business, I mean, we can do that. You let's, know? Give, let's give the JJR listeners, Evan and Co., who didn't hear it, just a taste. Okay. Nice, man. Hey, did you, I think, I, it seemed like you had the lyrics next to you. I would need them, too. Were there any lyrics where you were like, that's what she says there? No, I, I had all the lyrics, so I, I had one of the, the uh, not acoustic, the instrumental versions playing on the YouTube, and that did have the lyrics up on it, so it was kind of a natural thing. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, once you start rolling, you're like, yeah, 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 I got this. I've, I've sang this. A thousand times, but most of them were years ago. You thinking um, about covering any other Kate Smith songs? Um, I don't think so, Jim. I don't want to send you on a on a whirlwind here, but um, I I haven't done enough research on it. But that song, that song by Kate Smith, was performed as a satire in a Broadway play. Hmm. So this could this could be I don't know enough about it, but this could be a case of like millennials gone wrong. If we're just taking a satire out of context now, and someone you know is slamming their hand on the table for it, she did have a lot of other things besides just that one song, though. Right. Um, but I don't know. I think that's again I don't know enough about it. And dude, if I was a business. I, like the New York Yankees, obviously, if someone says, hey, that Kate Smith was actually racist, she had a song that was called That's Why Darkies Were Born, I'd be like, yeah, pull the plug on it. Like, yeah, have you seen the lyrics? I want to like share the lyrics with people, but I don't want them yeah, to be able no. to take the, the words out of my mouth. <laughs> nope. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not going to do it. Go. You can, you can, they can look them up on their own time if yeah. they would like. I ain't going to get got by the internet on this one. You Take yeah. that out of context. Yeah. Call the producer of JJR and pull the plug on us. I said time. what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> All right, this is the producer. Oh, your host. What? Sixers beat the Nets. John, yeah. uh, Simple Man Radio, Brother Network. Yeah. Bobby, Zach. Bobby's a Nets fan. And on, I, li- I like listening to Simple Man. I like listening to Bobby. And he, he after game one, he was so confident. I think he listens to this, Bobby, so let, let us know. He was so confident, and uh, he kept saying, like, and I know it's not just one game. Like, they're soft. I think we got this in five, so I would, I need to tune in now to see how how confident he still is. Yeah, I would check in. I mean, the, the Nets still have a shot in this series. I, I'll say what was bad about this. Embiid didn't play, um, which, I mean, in theory, he's the best player on the court normally. This this was a blood-in-the-water game, and Brooklyn came out 
Well, Brooklyn made it a game to start the fourth quarter. It was like a 15-point lead. They cut it to seven right before the start of the fourth. Jimmy, your guy, Boban. Giant. Was was playing actually awesome. <laughs> like, he was kind of ruling the game. They had him playing the Embiid role, and they just kind of went for it. Um, so he got his fifth foul. They took him out of the game, and the Nets went on a run, and everyone was just like, wait, was Boban actually the difference? What's happening? Um, and then Ben Simmons started playing really well, and your boy, Jimmy, Jared Dudley, had shit-talked him earlier in the week. So it was a little... uh. Little little uh, revenge for Ben Simmons. I saw that. So Dudley said he's average player. Like he needs to run his mouth. He's, he's just he, an average player. He said he's a great <laughs> player in transition and half court. He's just an average player. And then, so I saw a bunch of tweets about this because I thought it was an interesting. Someone spin zoned it as, well, if you get called out for being a bad half court player. And then the next game, you try your hardest and do your best, and you prove that you're a good half court player. Who's right and who's wrong? Uh, Jared Dudley, because he got beat. <laughs> Jared Dudley's wrong. I, I agree. But this guy was trying to make the point that like Dudley motivated him to be better. And because he was better than he was uh, the last game, Dudley was kind of right. And I was like, wait, what? I mean, it just turns into the whole motivation thing. It's the Judge Red Sox thing. It's, I mean, this. It's, it's any team, any team finding anything they can to grip onto to, to try to motivate themselves. I mean, that's so much of what coaching and all of it is. The Judge, that's, the, that's the, what this turned into. The, the Red Sox New York, New York thing was wild because Red Sox fans like really thought they were twisting the knife. And I don't. I, Yankees fans were kind of just confused. Like, play your own song? I remember when Sheedy texted us and said, are the Yankees going to have to change their song? And I was like, do you really think that? No, hmm? I think I think he was just poking at us. Okay. But because yeah, I was that, like, I don't think any Yankee fans, like, it, we were, at least the ones that I know, was more like. But the Red, the Red Sox sunk their teeth in and used do, it as motivation. Yeah, and do that's what exactly got, what happened here. Do what you got to do, but I don't care that you're doing this at all. Yeah. Congrats on winning. Yeah. Both teams both teams mentioned got wins and that's kind of what does matter. So Dudley did the same to me when when uh nope. he peer pressured me. Yeah, he's like, Do you want this shot? And I said, No, I can't, I'm working. He was like, Oh, come on, dude. Did you take, take the shot? I did. Okay. So I got peer pressured by Dudley. No, to- see that story would have been Jared Dudley telling people at the party, like, yo, this cameraman is kind of soft as hell. He won't even take a shot. And then you walk up and you take the shot. Yeah. And like, am I proving? So then who wins that? You or Jared Dudley? I think Dudley won it because he was proving that I was so soft I got peer pressured. If I was truly not soft, I would have held to my conviction. Said, no, dude, I'm filming this wedding. No, if you were still soft, you want to take the tequila shot. See, it's interesting dilemma. No, it's not. (laughs) It's an interesting dilemma. I think he wins. Um, That's all. Let's go. Jim, we're going to have to play that again because I think the big story here is that Jared Dudley twice has called people out and then been proven wrong by those people. Maybe, but I, I, I didn't feel like I was proving him wrong. I felt like he proved me wrong. 
in the moment. So, but that's what I—I I mean, it's the same thing as Ben Simmons. I so I think we've got something here. Jared Dudley, zero for two, when calling guys out. Zero for two. Okay. Play the fight song again. Yeah. Jimmy, the biggest news from La Liga, the NBA, uh, the Spurs go up 2-1 to one on my Nuggets. Spurs are looking good. Everyone's in on Popovich. They've got experience. The Nuggets are young. Uh, they're going to play another one in San Antonio, uh, but Spurs are up 2-1. Could be a big development in the West. Your new favorite word, Jim, shove. The Warriors shove the Clippers they go up 2-1 to one in that series after the Clippers' historic comeback the other night. KD was out to teach Patrick Beverly a lesson. In the shell, your Sharks, with a big win, stay, stay alive. They won 5-2, I think. Caps, Canes are locked up at twos now after the Canes won last night. And the Blues, St. Louis, goes up 3-2 on the series on your Winnipeg Jets. Sharks, best ever. Take that, Jordan Gag. I don't know why Jordan's a Knights fan. I think he goes to Vegas a lot, maybe. But he's a uh, Knights fan. And the Sharks just ran away with it, Jake. Yeah. I mean, it was it was the easiest free money, if you will. Huh, Vegas. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could see people latching on to the Vegas story still because they were pretty fun last year. I, I've got no qualms with that. Um, Sharks went yeah. up 2 nothing. And it was 2-1. I mean, it was it's a shark show. The, the Sharks came out with a quote after the game that was like, oh, we're this is going seven. Like, nice. we're taking this to seven. So, nice. uh, again, if you're into free money, I mean, there it is. I was, uh, I was editing stuff and working with the Sharks on in the background, uh, watching the game and stuff, and then I finished working, and I closed up shop. It was like midnight. I closed up everything. And I went to sleep, and I was walking upstairs, and I was like, oh, shit. There's only, like, there's 15 minutes left in the third period of the Sharks game. It's a one-goal game. I was like, I got to come back and watch the rest of this game. So I did, because I'm a Sharks fan, through and through. And then the Sharks won, but I had put on a, sh- a show in the sure. foreground while I was watching the Sharks in the background, and the show got so good that I was then up till 2 a.m. finishing the show. What show? Lorena Bobbitt on Amazon. This is what I wanted to talk oh, about nice. at the start. It's crazy. The John Wayne Bobbitt story is insane, Jake. Nice. Got his dick cut off. Yep. They show his severed dick and then his body with the cut off dick like multiple times. Really? Yeah, it's pretty wild. John Wayne, I, all right, I'm, I'm hijacking this section to tell you just a couple sure. facts, bullet points about John Wayne Dyer. Raped and abused his wife. Got his dick cut off. Got it sewn back on. Entered a John Wayne Bobbitt lookalike contest and won. Um, he, he did a porn called John Wayne Bobbitt Uncut 
because they thought it would be the biggest thing in the world to see like, oh, wow, his new dick still works or whatever. Right. So he did a porno. He didn't get any money from it because he just was a dummy that got taken advantage of. He got a penis enlargement surgery. Sure. That the doctor just completely botched. And then he says he's got a messed up dick from. He went to the bunny ranch in Las Vegas and worked as a greeter there. Took one of the girls, ran away back to New York and like married her or whatever, raped and beat her. He denies all that. He's and he's in the documentary at the end and they're asking him about stuff and he's just lying to their face. And then they're hyper editing in like proof that he's lying. Right. So Lorena, the girl that cut his dick off, she's like showing all these letters and text messages and Facebook messages that he's sent her over the years. Like, look, if we got together, how much money we would make, it would be awesome. People would love it. Like, I'm sorry. I love you. And then they right. ask him about it. And he's like, yeah, I think she reached out once or twice, which I thought was kind of weird. Yeah. And then they're showing his text messages as he's right. saying that. And it's like, oh, my God, this is brutal. So anyway, Bad she guy. didn't she didn't go to jail for cutting his dick off. He nice. didn't go to jail for raping her and abusing her. The, the jury, the jury kind of said everyone's been punished enough here. Yeah. Wild, wild show on Amazon. What that? I I didn't know anything about his story. They said he was one of the bigger celebrities in America when he was doing all this stuff. One of the bigger celebrities in America? Yeah. They said he he was on Howard Stern anytime like he did anything, and they said he was one of the most recognizable faces of the nineties. I didn't know. Who knows? But anyway, back to sports. Crazy yeah, no, story. You summed it up. Crazy story. Yeah, Sharks won. Warriors Careful. shove. I only like shove when talking about pitchers. Oh, okay. Because they're literally shoving a ball like inside on pitchers. Well, I mean, there's literally shoving in basketball. Yeah. Doesn't do as much for me. Okay. What was the score of the Warriors game? 132 to 105. Suck it, Clippers. And, dude, so there, there was a chance at the start. Um, so Patrick Beverly... Um, what was that? I opened my phone and it was still you singing God Bless America. Okay, there you go. That's really uh, patriotic. Patrick Beverly's a pest. He's been getting in Durant's way. He got two fouls on Durant early. Like, to the point there was a chance it was so early they were going to have to take Durant out of the game, which would have been all-time awful look for Durant because, like, <laughs> that means Beverly won. Uh, didn't happen. Durant, quote-unquote, shoved, but didn't shove. He scored baskets. He shoved the ball down the hoop. Um, Golden State wins. If you, if you Google image Patrick Beverly, yeah. there's some fun pictures of him and Durant that come up. Yeah, they, uh, they've been getting into it pretty good this series. So Patrick Beverly's listed at, like, 6'2", something like that. He's known as one of the better defenders in the league. He's, dude, he's, uh, he's like Chicago, proud. He's tough. He doesn't back down. Never scared. Patrick Beverly, like he played to get to the NBA. He played in like the Ukraine, Greece, Russia. He got back over here. Um, and yeah, his role is just pest, pest, pest as much as he can. And so he was a big part of the comeback the other night. 
Um, so to open up, yeah, he was going at Durant. He flopped a little bit to get a foul on Durant. But you, um, look at the picture I just sent you. It's Durant screaming at Beverly because Beverly's like on yeah. the ground, but makes Beverly look small. And then if you scroll one to the right, it's Beverly putting his head on Durant's chest and Durant like putting his head on top of his head like they're in love. Skew. Yeah, I mean, you've got a good one. Funny one-two combo. I, I like the one where Beverly's guarding him as close as you can possibly guard someone. <laughs> Do you see, you see that one? The Durant's... D- <laughs> I mean, that's a great picture. <laughs> Durant's dick is like on his chest. Yeah. I mean, they, dude, look at the different points of contact in this picture. You, Beverly's chin is on like Katie's abdomen. He's got his left hand on his hip, which I assume he's got his right hand on his hip. His chest is all up in Katie's junk from, from thigh to dick is all making contact with Pat, Patrick Beverly's chest. And then it's kind of beautiful. It looks like a little Karma Sutra or something here. Patrick Beverly's hammy, or quad, excuse me, quad, is making full contact with Durant's shin and knee. It's, it's impressive how much physical contact is there. Yes. It's a great picture. I can't... <laughs> I mean, Patrick Beverly can show that to his kids one day and look, like, look what I did. And they're going to be like, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing there? <laughs> did that work? Did he just pass? <laughs> <laughs> and he just made the shot over you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and he like, he plays it up, man. Like he gets the crowd into it. it it's it's pretty fun to watch. I mean, I, I think the Warriors are going to roll. Like his pestiness can't, his pestiness is just enough to be fun to watch, but, like, not give them a shot to win. Because, like, Durant can still do whatever he wants, pretty much. Nice. Well, good for Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Sharks win. Don't care about anything else. Move on. Guess so. And that's the Hoff. Anything going on over there? It's a nice day out over here, I think. Katie had the door open. I think it's supposed to be nice here today. I, I don't really know. Um, yeah, know, noodles asleep. I did the gross breakfast game. Um, what you have? How many breakfasts did you have? Um, I had two. Um, and I think there's going to be a third that I'm going to turn into more, more of a lunch. It's going to kind of be a brunch. But I, I had a bagel with cream cheese. They had... They had bagels on, like, the lobby floor. So I got one of those. And then I had a bowl of oatmeal. Nice. Um, so, yeah, and then for brunch, I'll, I'll probably make, like, an omelet or something. So I like oatmeal. Yeah, you know what it is, man? I was having, I was having eggs every day and normally some mix of, like, cheese and a meat in there, um, whether it's omelet style or just scrambled, whatever it is. Um and I don't know. I'm not like a huge cholesterol guy. I, I shouldn't say I'm. I'm not a huge anything guy. I don't. I don't really track what I'm eating for anything. Um, not tracking your macros these days. Um. I mean macros, micros, narcos, husker don'ts. Um. But yeah, I I think there was something that I was like, no, what it was. 
the egg cartons have the label on the inside with the health stuff on there. And it's yeah. like one egg has 29% of your daily cholesterol amount or whatever it is in my in my one egg. I think it was more than that. I don't know. I have a good amount of eggs and I was like I got to start breaking up some non-egg days. So that's where I busted out the oatmeal. Nice. Good for yeah. you. Good yeah. for you. I like oatmeal because it's it's just plain oats. Right. And then I put them in a bowl and I go to my hot water cooler and I put some hot water in there and then boom, I got oatmeal. Do you add do you add anything? Maybe a little bit of brown sugar. But no, if I eat oatmeal, I want it to be like my healthy meal. Right. Maybe like bananas and like a tiny bit of brown sugar. Okay. The yeah, pre-flavored nice. oatmeals I really dislike. Some people put a splash of milk in there sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I never never seen that. Oh, I'd, yeah. I believe you. I've just never done it. Okay. I read the news today, oh boy, and though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's six o'clock. Time for the news. An American man's sea floating home was raided. Basically, he built a home that just floated on the sea. Someone saw it and said, I'm going to raid that, and they did. Police are looking for a thief who swiped steaks off a family's barbecue. Isn't that Ferris Bueller? Ferris Bueller do that? That rascal? And uh, a road crew misspelled school on a crosswalk. People are upset. So you had one job. Spell school correctly. A man who fell asleep in a dumpster woke up in a garbage truck without... One of his legs. Bummer. I read the news today, oh boy. Not a lot of news today. Some good stories. This Not dude a who ton. The sea floating home is pretty interesting to me. Okay, well, let's start there. What, what, it, what do I need to know? It's basically four walls on top of a buoy. Okay. I mean, they have a picture of it. It's yeah, I don't, I, don't even, I don't even get it. A Michigan man living with his partner in a floating pod in the Andaman Sea off the coast of Thailand. Fear, what are you doing off the coast of Thailand? He fears he would be executed after his home was raided while being arrested. What are they? So, so we've got a Michigan man who is now living... On a buoy, on an octagonal buoy with walls, with, I'm guessing is, this guy ran away from his family and life, and he now lives in a standing buoy in the ocean with a Thai woman. Oh, I thought it was going to be a man. Thai man. When I say partner, I think man. Uh, I, I mean, we can Google Supreme. I'm not, I'm not too familiar with that. It, it can be. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. No, you're right, woman. Yep. What's her deal? Jeez. So there's pictures of the two of them. If you Google Supreme Tibet, um, yeah. this dude, he, he says that he is pioneering uh, a seasteading movement which promotes residing in international waters free of any country's laws. 
Nice. The, the gov- no government should spend time helping or hurting this man. Like, if someone says, I'm going to go live on a buoy in the middle of the ocean because I don't want your rules, wipe your hands, go do your thing, dude, float away. But don't he- call us when you need help. So, okay, so Chad and Suprani are accused of endangering national sovereignty, an offense punishable by life imprisonment or death. Um, Well, that was a mistake. But yeah, dude, you can't complain about being raided (laughs) if you didn't want to live within anyone's borders. That's the risk you took. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> this is his quote. This is pretty funny. That's quote. fine, man. You don't want to live in Thailand. Cool. Deal with pirates. His quote's pretty funny. He goes, this is ridiculous. We lived on a floating houseboat for a few weeks. and Now Thailand wants us killed. <laughs> um, their home is a comfy octagog- octagonal white pad that appears to be floating on water. Inside, there are white bulkheads, arched doors, stainless steel ladders, and small portholes. I guess it's bigger than we're thinking. In a video posted on YouTube, L. Wartowski says, it's oceanfront property at a fraction of the cost of any other place you would get ocean property. What an idiot. Yeah, and that says that was on YouTube, so I don't know. It seems like this guy was trying to get some... Trying to become this new lifestyle kind of person, and now he might spend the rest of his life in a Thai jail. So it's it's basically, I mean, it's as simple as this: if you want to go live life on the open water because you don't want to be confined by any government, then no government will nor should save you from any trouble you get into. Like you right, can't, but I, I think that's also his argument, Jim. Cause I think at this point it's just the government coming for him. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't get the charge they're charging him with. They said it's like getting in way of their naval fleet. I think what they're saying is like, we're like, you don't want our help, but we have to help you. Otherwise, we look like terrible people if something happens to you, like right off our coast. Just push them to the middle of the ocean. I will say, Jake, I'm watching the YouTube video on the pod. Sure. It's way bigger than what I thought it was from the picture. Okay. It's like got, you know, a full kitchen and bedrooms inside. Nice. Pretty wild. But yeah, I'd say just push these guys into the ocean and tell them, live your life. We're not helping you. I don't think anyone's trying to help them right now. <laughs> trying to hurt them. All yes. right, so, so the Thai government right should now, let them Right now, what you're saying is you're on Eltowski's side. Yes, the Thai government should let them float away. But I think there's like a, a, a like you have to be this far off our border rule. Like, you can't just float 20 feet offshore, walk into our, like, you can't walk, go back into Thailand, buy all our food, get all our supplies, 
and then just go back and live on water. Not allowed. Right. Get out of here. Yeah, about- they should they should set up security right there and they should like not be al- they should get f- like highly frisked every time they come over the border. Yeah. And charged a million taxes because they're trying to avoid taxes. Right. Police are on the lookout for a carnivorous thief who allegedly swiped steaks off a family's barbecue in southwestern Ontario. Oh, it happened in Canada? They're so nice. Oh, man. A homeowner was preparing to cook steaks for their family in the garage. They left the garage for a short period of time, and when they returned, the steaks were gone. How do they know it wasn't an animal that came and ate them? It could have just been an animal, like a neighbor's dog. And now they, they're acting like there's a thief in the neighborhood? You don't know. Make it sound like a bad neighborhood. Could have just been a hungry dog. Yeah, do we do we have the timeline here, Anon? I don't know. But didn't Ferris Bueller do this in the movie? Uh, maybe. I haven't watched that movie in a long time. When he's like running back home. And yeah, jumps. I picture him running and grabbing steaks, yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. Well, oh, it was in their garage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I think someone, like, got in their garage. No, it says they left the door open. They left the garage for a short period of time, and the stakes were gone. I'm guessing the door was open. I don't know. You're guessing, yeah. I, I think someone, I think this is, like, break-in. If they broke in and they just stole steaks? They, no, they had to be walking down the street, saw some steaks on the barbecue, or smelled them. You don't just have a hunch. And then I don't only take uh, well, steaks. And normally, normally this story wouldn't get to this level. But and who would it, cook it steaks? Has. Who would cook steaks in a garage without the door open? That seems stupid. Bunch of Canadians. It's freezing out. I want some steak. Do you have any interest in this, the construction people who misspelled school? Because I don't care. Not really. Um, I mean, the the one I wanted to start with, but we can we can finish with is the Let's, man who fell asleep in the dumpster. Well, got without his leg. But um, well, I have good news and bad news. Um, because I was worried a, because like, dude, I'm just picturing, you know, it's a it's a Friday morning in our college house. We're all exchanging our our war stories from the night, and someone's like, "Yo, dude, you were sleeping in a dumpster for a little bit," and you're like, "No way." And then it's like, yeah, yeah, you did. Um, I was worried. I was worried that some kid got drunk, slept in a dumpster, and had their leg chopped off. Unfort. Well, I won't say unfortunately. The key line to this article, Jim, if you've clicked it, um, it opens up: a Pennsylvania man fell asleep in a dumpster, then awoke, then awoke in a garbage truck to find out he lost his leg again. Again. Um, so this is a guy with a prosthetic leg. I'm going to assume kind of a boozer if he's sleeping in um in dumpsters. But uh yeah, he 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 woke up, was in the dumpster, started <laughs> thrashing around a little bit, got the attention of the driver and Yeah, oh, but he he still hasn't uh he still hasn't found his limb. So that sucks. Probably in the in the dump somewhere. We had Probably a buddy. We had a buddy. I won't say his name, but it's uh, if you took it's Ken. He slept by a dumpster once. Remember um, that bar in Brookfield that's on the water? Uh yeah, kinda. Yeah, one time we were leaving, and Ken didn't want to leave, 
And then he said he didn't get a ride, so he slept, leaned up against the dumpster in the parking lot. Yeah, I mean, Party you got to sleep, you got to sleep. Yeah, you slept under a 16-wheeler once in Boston. Well, didn't sleep. Didn't sleep. Well, that's Dodged a lie, the rain. I, I, I changed it right away. No, you still, you still haven't fixed the lie. You didn't sleep. You were dodged the rain. Was that it? No. Then I don't know the story. I thought you... You, you laid said 16-wheeler. It's 18-wheeler. Oh, no, no, no. You didn't count right. You were hammered. No, 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 no. I counted those wheels, okay? You were drunk. I, count, were so I counted them wheels, Jim. I went to the... When I was like eight years old, my um, my mom bought me all this new hockey equipment, which is very okay. expensive. And then I went to my aunt's house and I think I would get dressed in the car and then I'd play hockey. It was roller hockey at the time. And then I, my aunt picked me up so we didn't have my bag because it was in my mom's car. So my aunt picked me up and I just had all my equipment on. So they didn't have a place to put my equipment. So they just put it in a trash bag for the time being. And then when I got dropped off of my parents, they dropped off my, all my equipment in the trash bag. My mom or dad didn't realize that that's what was in the trash bag. So they threw it out. So mm. me and my mom went to the dump to nice. try and find my equipment. Because they were like, that was a couple hundred bucks. We can't afford yeah. to just like throw it out. They, we didn't find it. But I remember being at the dump and like, it's a huge dump. And you're like, what are we going to do here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the game plan there would be. I think I, think like, I, mom, I would have to check with your mom. Gross. Yeah, I, th- I think I would double check with your mom. I think it was just kind of just like the learning lesson. Like, I think she knew going in like, all right, we're going to have to buy new stuff. But this will just be an easy way to be like, if you lose something valuable, you should still look for it. Yeah, it wasn't. <clears throat> no, I think she was really wanted it back. I think she was hoping. Oh, yeah, she's a mom. I think she was hoping that the guy at the dump, like that they go through the garbage to try and keep like things that are valuable and sell them or steal them. And she was hoping she could like get it back from one of those guys. Good. Maybe. Always good. Always sunny scene when they go to the dump and <laughs> Charlie finds the, uh, the sword. And he goes, check out this Alibaba sword, man. I could cut, cut a camel. Right. I, could, I could cut a, I could cut a hump right off a camel and drink the milk off the blade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that scene was like what me and my mom did. We just showed up to a, mountain of garbage was like this i don't know ma this looks gross office has their dumpster episode too who they they threw the office they throw out the sales leads oh michael michael and dwight wrestle in the dump yeah it's a nice scene it is a nice scene is that all we got another early show let's go to bed of the day these early late shows it's the bed of the day bed of the day bed of the day Bet of the day, bet of the day. Jakey, Jakey got us a winner yesterday. Never doubt the Sharks. They've been around for hundreds of years and haven't changed their predatory ways because no one can wipe them off this planet. Not even some dumbass fucking knights. Hundreds of years. Good good for the Sharks. (laughs) Sharks have been around forever, man. They're prehistoric. Yeah, you're seldom short by saying hundreds. (laughs) Well, at least. (laughs) At least hundreds. Millions. Uh, <laughs> congrats, sharks! Um, 
You guys, you guys survived, man. That's that brings Jake. It. You're you're now five hundred. Yeah, man. What is a boy to do? You're thirty four and thirty four. All right, play, play the Frasier intro song. Um, you know what, Jim? This is NBA playoffs one hundred and one. NBA playoffs one hundred and one. Celtics Pacers. They're going back to, or they're going to Indy. Indiana gave them a game in game two. The Pacers are favored by two and a half. Jimmy, the Pacers are going to win this one decently. And the Celtics know that too. So in the NBA playoffs, it's a weird mix of motivation and swinging the pendulum. So the Celtics' goal of this game is to have the Pacers exert as much energy as they can so they get their win, and then they can steal the next game, and then it goes back to Boston and they can win the series there. That's NBA Playoffs 101. You get another home game for the owner to print some tickets. You win it at home. Two and a half. Indy's going to cover that easy. Pacers. I mean, you kind of just have them winning then. Yeah. But you hate the Celtics. But that's So that's what's going to happen here, Jim. There's going to be like three minutes left. It's going to be a decent game. Indy's going to go on a little run. And the Celtics aren't even going to put their best foot forward. They're going to they're gonna pull guys, save them for the next game, because they win that one, and then they go back to Boston with the chance for one. Boston doesn't want to win this game. It's get Indy as tired as they can for the next game. Rope-a-dope. Hmm. When the Pacers have beat the Celtics, it was by one point, two points. They haven't beat them a lot. They beat them four times? No, I'm going back to 2015 here. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Why would they even allow me to do that, stupid website? Okay, so looking here... I don't know, man. I think you dislike the Celtics. That The logic I gave you would be my logic with any team. Um, it's yours if you want it. You know what, Jake? I'm just going to agree with you. I'm just going to agree with you because you're on a nice little run here. You're better Thank than you. me. Are you 2-0 agreeing with me this week? Sharks and there's another one. Yeah, uh, well, Jake is stupid, but he's smart. I have three wins on the week. So do you. One of my wins came with disagreeing with you. Right, but I think the two times you've agreed with me have have been winners this week. Yeah, but now I kind of wish it's official because I hit the button. But, uh, well, Jake, I'm saying if I agree with you. Oh, Jim. Hear me out. I'm hearing you out, Jen. We're both three and one on the week. No, I just want to hear you out, right? Now. <laughs> We're both three and one on the week. If I agree with you, the only thing that happens if we both end three and two or we both end four and one. That's not interesting. Right. If I was to disagree with you, one of us is going to have a better week than the other. That's more entertaining for competition, for Evan and Co., for me and you. But I, I already hit so. the button. I already I hit think the button. Evan and- I think Evan and Co. would be stoked if we both rolled a four and one out there. 
Maybe. I agreed. I mean, I can't take it back. We've learned the lesson yeah. that whatever my fat fingers hit, that's what they hit. When the audio happens, it happens. So we're taking the Pacers. Go Indiana. Um, go Indiana. Breaking Away is a great movie. So there we go. There we have it. Boom. Boom. Anything else? Katie wants me to go to the gym with her today. It'd be nice. What would you do at the gym? Uh, walk on the treadmill and read a book. Would you do anything outside of that? No. Would you try like a stretching machine if it looked nice? Mm. If you were going to get on the treadmill, are you stretching? What stretches are you doing? Just the basic ones you do before any baseball or hockey game. Just like just leaning over? Yeah. I do this stretch every day. No one can see it because my people told me that if you said a computer, you should do this like once an hour. I'm pretty good at right. it. Pretty That's good at it. Good. And then when you walk through the doorway, you got to do this one for your chest. Okay. Because I sit leaned over so often with my right. hands on the keyboard. But yeah, if I only thing I would do is it, like I did this when we had a treadmill at the house. I did it a lot where I would I would walk and read, and then every time I walked a mile, then I would run half a mile, then I would walk a mile, then run half a mile. That's the old hockey routine: thirty seconds on, minute off; thirty seconds on, minute off. I'm rooting for you. No, I don't want to do it because I got stuff to do, but it would be nice to finish this book and spend some time with Katie. So Yeah. I got 100 pages left of the book, which is like, got to just finish it, you know? Once you get the 50, right. once you get the 50 left, that's you can't fall asleep until you finish the book. That's There's the same no as... There's no stop. Yeah, that's what happened with uh, the John Wayne Bobbitt last night. I was like, I'm in right. this too deep. This dude did porn? Now I got to watch this porn? I didn't watch it. I just looked at pictures. His dick still works. The severed dick. Gross looking. And we'll end the show right on that note. Hey, Mm. it's it's Friday. Everyone, enjoy your weekend. Have a good time. We'll be back Monday. Tell all your friends to join. Listen. We'll appreciate it. Five-star review. Ratings. uh, Blah, 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 blah. Ever.